This is To The Point with Marcus Amick, where we cut through all the noise to discuss the things that matter most driving the world of automotive sales. Let's get to it. This week, we continue Rock Ed's celebration of Black History Month on To The Point, spotlighting one of the auto industry's most buzzed about executives on the rise, Juanita Slappy. Juanita, an award-winning marketing and communications executive, serves as head of multicultural marketing for Cadillac. She was appointed to the position in April of last year and first joined General Motors in 2017 as a lead in diversity brand communications. Since then, Juanita has also led initiatives and teams in program operations, managing key reveal and launch events for GM's suite of brands and in global product development and innovation and growth. Hi, Juanita. I want to say thank you for joining us on To The Point. Marcus, thank you so much for having me. You know what, Juanita, I, I, let me start by saying this. I, I have been uh, following your career, career for quite some time in the industry. And I just want to say it was really exciting to see you promoted to head of multicultural marketing uh, for Cadillac. Well, what, what prompted you to pursue a career in the automotive industry? Wow, that's a loaded and fun question. I, Being a Detroit native, I never thought I would go into automotive. I mean, it was always in the backdrop growing up, obviously the Rinson in downtown Detroit and, you know, saying we have the big three here in Detroit. I wanted to be Oprah in total transparency. I went to school for broadcast journalism, um, did a stint at ESPN, which was affiliated with Buena Vista, which owns ABC. So I was charting, right? My, my, my dream line to the Oprah Winfrey network, but a personal family death brought me back to Detroit. Um, I would say it brought me back home to my roots and that's where I started on the dealer side and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed connecting the consumer in a human interest way to what automotive companies were doing, such as DARE or, you know, checking child safety seats. And that just spurred my career in the automotive industry to now working across all big three in Detroit. Wow. I didn't, I didn't realize you started off on the retail side. I was a publicist <laughs> for Bassett okay. and Bassett. In downtown Detroit, we were located in um, the first national building in Campus Martius at the time. I just completed my stint on the Super Bowl host committee in 2005 with a group of dynamic but nimble um, team members that were multifaceted, and my passion point was PR. So after the Super Bowl host committee, I went to, to be a publicist, and the account that I managed was the Chrysler Jeep Superstores, the 39 Southeastern Michigan dealers in the area. So that was my first stint in automotive before going to Global Hue, working on the national business for Chrysler, Jeep, and Dodge. Wow. So, so let me ask you this. How, how have those, uh, th that experience of working on the retail side, how has that impacted sort of where you are now in the space? It's a, it's a unique uh, understanding and connectivity when you see it from all sides of the business. I think a lot of people don't understand the dealer's role in relation to the big brand. And that is really symbiotic is that from a big brand standpoint, we produce the cars, but the dealer sells them, right? That is where the consumer really gets to see the vehicle and, and get behind it. So for me to understand what matters to them in terms of volume, market share, additional things they can market and bring the consumer in. That's where you have experiential. At the time, Chrysler was a title sponsor of the downtown hoedown, right? So 
What does that mean to a dealer? That means that's a chance for butts and seats. That's a chance for ride and drives. So it gave me a unique understanding of what the dealer needs to do to seal the deal and what the brand needs to do to market the vehicle and provide them a toolkit and the creative to get the job done. Wow. Wow. So so who has been the, the biggest influence in your career being a black woman in the industry? Angela Spencer Ford, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'll never forget my interview with Global Hue. I just came back home. I was freelancing. And as you may know, freelancing and journalism, you can be a little bit more creative or so I thought than you could be in corporate. And at the time I had just dyed my hair. Funny little anecdote here. And I said, <laughs> I can't go into a job interview, you know, with streaks or what have you. So I dyed my hair all black, right? Trying to conform to what I thought corporate was. And in walks this woman with a leather jacket. It was like like yellow in color, not bright yellow, but like a nice, you know, undertone yellow color with this blonde streak in her hair. And all I could think of, you just messed up your hair, (laughs) dyeing it to look a certain way when she showed up in my eyes before it was this thing of being authentic and unapologetically you as herself. And I said, whatever this is, whoever she is, I want to work with her and learn from her. And I'm fortunate that I was hired and she's a mentor of mine to this day. And so, and, and I know Angela, but at, at the time, Angela was actually, she was what at exactly at Global Hue? She was a vice president at Global okay. Hue over MultiConnect. MultiConnect was our arm for experiential and PR. I was interviewing okay. for a PR manager job and to see a woman of color who had worked in automotive because she came from Chrysler corporate, right, to the agency side. And she was herself and brought outside of the box ideas, her level of connectivity, not only to culture, but to people. Um, she really impressed upon me, which is so valuable, the art of relationships and cultivating relationships. And that nugget in that time and tutelage I had with her, I carry that with me and deposit that into people I meet and that I meet to, and that I mentor because if you don't have authentic connections, if you are not comfortable being yourself and being curious, then you'll stay stagnant. So she was one of, and is one of the biggest influences of my life, career and personal. When, when, when you talk about that, that sense of, of identity and being true to yourself, uh, given, given the rich history of, of Detroit and automobiles, how has that sort of authenticity from, as being a native Detroiter, how has that shaped your approach and your career in the industry? As you know, in Detroit, you can't get more realer than us, right? A lot of people talk about our grit and our unique sense of who we are. If you if you meet someone from Detroit, and I'm and I'm, I travel a lot for work, and you say you're from Detroit, you know the first question or I'm, statement I'm gonna say is "What up, though?" If you don't say that back, right? We have our own vernacular. We have the, our own way we move. I was just chatting on Twitter uh, with. Um, Michael Eric Dyson. And I was like, much love to the D hat. And he responded, what up though? It's just something about us when, when you call that thing out of us. So when it comes to automotive, we want to see us, meaning Detroiters, in the fabric of what we do in our creative, especially General Motors. You can't talk about this brand and not have that that shot, you know, of the rinse in off the water or drive down Jefferson. So they want to make sure we're showing up authentically. Even at my time at Chrysler, when we did import it from Detroit, the key thing that a lot of consumers caught on to was that the creative that we used was the manhole of the city. 
when we said imported from Detroit, right? That speaks to the street, that speaks to the grit. So if we would have done something more safe or not as gritty, that would not be Detroit. So that's the biggest thing is we want those small touches that connect us to home. And that's something I impress upon my team right now. Well, let me ask you that. That's an interesting point because when you talk about that essence, and I'm quite familiar by working, you know, in Detroit and still mm-hmm. doing work in Detroit with with Detroit culture and those and those things that you talk about that, you know, what up, though? Right. Mm-hmm. The idea of being able to recognize that right off the rip. Um, but how does that play for you in, in regards to you now being charged with with heading uh, multicultural initiatives for a brand that is in the luxury space? That the biggest thing we're doing right now and we're seeing, and you can attest to, is partnering with influencers. And my thing is not only to partner, but it's to power. One partnership I'm tremendously proud of is Melissa Butler, CEO of The Lip Bar. And when working with Melissa, this year is her 10th anniversary. So it's just not my job to partner with her, give her a vehicle. I also want to pour into her. So right now she's celebrating her 10th anniversary. She's taking out billboards in Detroit, Atlanta, and D.C., bringing her back home to celebrate all of who she is. And then when we show up together, having her product, being authentic, if we're using her product in our creative or commercial shoots, that the talent we work with, they're wearing her lip color. I wear her lip color when I go out and I speak about that. And it speaks to a luxury essence. This product was created specifically to avoid negative attributes. It's vegan friendly and it's bold and it's fashionable. And that's what a luxury brand should aspire to be changing the way that we do things to champion this newer ambition. And that's something that's parallel to Melissa. So when choosing influencers, always start with the home team. She's from Detroit and then elevate her and bring her along where I go. And she does the same in her journey as well. Wow. Wow. Well, well, you know, here's what I do know. I, 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 by me having some insight inside the industry and, and how it moves and how it has been in some regards, slow to move. Um, I cannot imagine that you have not been faced with some challenges in the industry, especially as as a black woman. What have been some of those challenges? The one that comes to mind is just sustainability. I think we know it's such a heavy topic still on the heels of the social injustice and the murder of George Floyd. You saw a lot of brands either on social media, you know, turn their Instagram accounts black or commit to some lofty charge and it doesn't have actionable items. However, I've been in this space in automotive since 2005 and I've been on the multicultural side. So for me, it's not new. So the biggest challenge is sustainability. This is not new. Inclusion should be the epicenter of everything that we do because no one looks alike, sounds alike, talks alike, or understands the same way. It's not only about color, but it's diversity of thought. And until brands look at it that way, you're going to have these episodic moments that you know disrupt something for you to do something when you should be doing it consistently. So that's my biggest issue is in multicultural, usually the budgets are the first to be cut. The waves are the first to be cut as it relates to engaging multicultural. And I'm happy that over the past two years, I've seen some sustainability. I know I hold my team accountable for doing that. I work for a company that believes in it and I'm very fortunate, but I want to see that continue with the other brands as well. And consumers continue to hold brands accountable. We've seen the numbers as state and the IHS data that 
consumers do care where brands and how brands show up. So that's a unique voice that we hadn't always had. So I think that'll also contribute to that sustainability. Do you think in in looking at the, the industry overall, do you think the industry is coming to grasp of the of the need to do that? Finally, unfortunately, it's taken too long, in my opinion, because we told you in 2010 that the census data told you by 2020, you know, the minority would be the majority. We're finally paying attention to all the pieces of the pie, finally, but it's still being met with some backlash. And I think that this is when you can't let up. This is when brands need to continue to drive that impact and make conscious and intentional decisions. Wow. Well, I think we have time for one more question. When you look at the industry and and how it is shifting into this new era of high-tech mobility, what advice would you give young Blacks seeking to be a part of that transition? Stay curious in anything that you use, i.e. your phone, um, Instagram, Twitter, those same technologies are being implemented into automotive. So just don't stop at being an end user. I think we all joke about the updates that happen on Instagram, but delve deeper. What are those updates and how can that correlate to, you know, to automotive companies? And can you be behind that change? I think I appreciate my parents for pushing me in communications, but I had a curious spark in science. I wish it was um, championed a little bit more because I think that space, this STEM space is creeping into all facets of what we do, especially automotive. So I would tell the teens or young, young women out there, if you're a gamer, if you're into Roblox or any of those things, understand how that can translate. I'm, I'm talking to my nephew about that right now into the automotive space and into design because there is room for you. That ingenuity, 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 ah, in, oh my goodness, you know what I'm trying to say. That innovative ingenuity. Yeah. Ingenuity, yeah, <laughs> we're all, all blowing that one, right? <laughs> exactly. We do. It's like we see it, we do it, but we don't understand how it translates. Thanks for that help. Right. So I think right. if you can bring that level of curiosity and don't just stop at looking at cars as a steering wheel and four tires, you'll be better for it. So, I mean, and one shameless plug, but not another one of my big influences is Crystal Wyndham. She's the first African-American designer for Cadillac. I know Crystal. Working with Crystal, understanding that she's created patents based off of her thoughts, that she's an innovator. She blows me away and to get to work with her and tell her story and that she likes to say, you know, she's right here from Detroit. She went to College of Creative Studies and her curiosity led her here to be the first. I want to continue those doors being open for other first because there's more room. There's more space with change agents like Crystal. And, and I'm, I'm happy to help make that happen as well. Wow. Well, thank you so much. And like I said, it's just been it's been really exciting to see you. Uh, elevate in in this industry and advance and and reach you know I, I'm actually expecting for you to do a lot more beyond even your current position but it's been exciting watching you grow in the industry. Thank you. I'm very fortunate to every day. I, I love what I do. I have a drive for it, personal passion, and it's just the prime time to do it. And with people and partners like you, I'm extremely fortunate. So thank you as well. Well, thank you. You as well. Take care. Now, back to the noise. 